Howdy. Welcome to the latest episode of the Managing Expectations podcast, a podcast of discussion by two dudes about interesting things. And I think you're going to be surprised at how interesting we can be when we're rested. Anyway, I'm your host, Jeff Winger. With me, as always, is the aide-de-camp, Brian Grimm. Howdy, Brian. Howdy, Jeff. So good to be with you today. Yeah, thanks. You look fantastic. Clean living. Must be good. Um, I look like a woodcut of Abraham Lincoln's father. <laughs> what was his name? Senior? Was he Abe uh, Senior? Tom, no, I think it was Tom Lincoln, but I could be, I don't know. So here's, uh, go ahead. Uh, that speaking of Abraham Lincoln, uh, when Sarah and I visited Washington DC several years ago, uh, uh, we went to, you know, some of the, some of the interesting Lincoln stuff and, uh, there whoa, was, whoa, 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 whoa. What's the interesting Lincoln stuff in Washington, D.C.? I mean, just like at the National I mean, Museum, uh, the, yeah. the Lincoln parts of the National Museums. Right. Oh, oh, well, I guess there's the Lincoln Memorial, which is pretty great. Mm-hmm. That big I, statue. I, yeah, I can't read that without being moved. Yeah. It's, you know, the whole... Uh, what is it's a second inaugural and then um there's a big quote from that and then is it is there part of the gettysburg address i i don't know there's like two two gigantic quotes and they're both just uh rhetoric that makes churchill look like a piker and 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 well we, we, Actually, let's talk. Well, go ahead. You, you do your thing. So, so we we went. Uh, we happened to go by a, a bookstore, and in this bookstore was several stories tall. I think it was maybe two, two, maybe three stories tall. But in the center of it, um, it was it was kind of wide open, and they had, um, and kind of like an it was almost like an art display, but they had like a a, st- a stack of books that went up two stories. Um, biographies all Lincoln biographies. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, we were talking to somebody and we happened to mention that. And he's, and he said that every generation has its Lincoln. Okay. And, uh, just, it's just kind of an interesting thought that, uh, while some of it might be true to some extent that, that everybody's perception of this particular man will vary a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I reviewed a book for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram called Abe, which is a historical novel about the young Lincoln uh, by a guy named Richard Slotkin, who's uh, written several uh, histories and um, several histories. Uh, He wrote a book called Gunfighter Nation uh, he wrote a book called Lost Soldiers about a black battalion in the First World War. He's a very interesting guy. Well, I don't, I mean, I mean, I, um, that is to say, I, I don't know anything about the man, Richard Slotkin, uh, but his, while his main area of expertise seems to be the Civil War, um, he's, he, He's also, um, I mean, I think he's interesting because he's got some breadth of uh, interest, you know, his, the subject matter, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, um, I, I mean, it was a terrific book, Abe by Richard Slotkin. Yeah. Uh, it, and, and while it was... Uh, a fictionalized account of the of the young Lincoln. The premise uh, remains, and and it is this that um, without without using the term, and probably I shouldn't use the term, but uh, Lincoln was 
poor white trash. I mean, he, his, his father wasn't great, but his mother and then his stepmother were both exceptionally loving and supportive women. And apparently it's, um, there was, there was, uh, there was a great lines like, um, I think it was his stepmother, how she could like make a point by coming up on it sideways, not being all bossy like pap. Um, and, and uh, it, it was terrific. And, you know, he, he learned how to, uh, you know, tell, tell a tale. And anyway, he, he, it, um, it accounted for him taking, of course, it's, it's documented that the young Lincoln took flatboats down, uh, down, down the Ohio to the Mississippi and apparently made a trip to New Orleans. So he saw it before the war, but just um, how it, in, in Slotkin's hands, the young Lincoln sees New Orleans as the gut knot of slavery, that this is this this town with its its beauty and its um, beautiful plantations, but this is where human beings were brought into the U.S. to be bought and sold, and it was you know, and of course um, when New Orleans fell to the Union, uh, what did Lincoln say? It was something like uh, the mother of all waters flows, once again, flows freely to the sea. Hmm. Presidents don't talk like that anymore. Not much. Come on, man. Uh, going back to what you said about Lincoln and his mother and his stepmother reinforces a point that having uh, the love of a good woman in your life can make a pretty big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you're not married to her, but, um, but it, it's important to marry well too. Link, Lincoln did though. Um, Mary, Mary Todd Lincoln was um, a troubled woman and uh, bereft at the loss of her son. And she, I don't think she ever got over that. I'm not sure a mother ever does get over the loss of a child. Yeah. Uh, uh, mine didn't. <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> never mind. So for years when my, when I'm talking to my old man and, uh, he wants to broach the subject of my mother, he'll say, and so how is Mrs. Lincoln? <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> winger, uh, you know, and it's, it's incredibly unfair, well, probably primarily to Mary Todd Lincoln, but probably also to my mother, uh, that it's a <laughs> winger shorthand for crazy woman. What well, What was that thing about uh, about uh, Abraham Lincoln's stepmother coming at a point sideways, so not being so heavy handed? Bossy like, like Pat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not a sardonic jerk like Pat. <laughs> um oh i also was told okay so i you know listening to back uh so so listening to the podcast when it comes out and sometimes i'm very very pleased with them and i think you're a very funny guy brian wow thanks other times i'm very disappointed in the brought in the uh, podcast and mostly that's because of me I also notice that when I inhale, I'll sometimes, I don't know, it's somewhere between, it's probably caused by um, my morbid obesity, but it sounds like, kind of sounds like a death rattle, like, like I have a sucking chest wound. And so I'll like do this wheezy inhale and it's just, it's, uh, it's tough. It's tough listening to my own voice. I also think that I say, uh, too many times. I think I need to focus, focus on, on what we're talking about, but see, I probably, oh, so, uh, um, I've been told that I need one of those, uh, those like styrofoam microphone covers and maybe one of those shields that they have. That was probably really helpful, me putting my hand in front of the microphone so as to illustrate 
the wind guard and 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 it, for the one person who can actually see me yeah anyway i think a wind guard is a little bit of an extreme term for it <laughs> i don't know if i'd call it that hooties guard rasp guard i noticed that i start and stop an awful lot when i uh get a when i'm trying to make a point you don't think that's me interrupting you uh, maybe that's it too yeah i think <laughs> you're probably just anticipating the interruption like elena i'm paid by the interruption so anyway um yeah lincoln so uh there is that that's 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 funny because I actually have okay, so so Ken Burns, of course, his groundbreaking and now 30-year-old PBS series, The Civil War, is just the it's the it's the standard by which all documentaries, you know, just his use of photographs. I mean, you can't you just can't hardly abide those documentaries where they like have actors dress up and like, you know, like reenact, like, you know, can you imagine having to sit through some American revolution reenactment, you know? We watched that when I was a junior in high school in history class. Okay. And, uh, uh, Oh, wow. That was like the easiest two weeks that teacher ever had. Oh yeah. It was great. Um, it was it was great because I learned an awful lot. I remember an awful lot from that. Uh, it was it was very interesting. It was great storytelling. It was it was a great teaching tool. Um, but our teacher said that because photography was so new, was new technology back then, that people took pictures of everything. Um, and so that while during that time before that a lot of things were relatively undocumented as to what was happening because photography was new uh, they took so many pictures and so they've got a lot of great footage in which to use and how ken burns does that slow move into a photograph while morgan freeman narrates uh a quote from frederick Douglass yeah. is is, re is really great yeah. it's it's very very well done yeah yeah it's great no it's great so, um, uh, all right, this is a digression from Lincoln, and I apologize, but so Mrs. Winger says, uh, uh, did you see the Kenneth Brown, Brant, 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 Yeah, he's got a new movie coming out. I'm like, yeah, it's called Belfast, and it seems to be really autobiographical, and it looks terrific. She says, yeah, yeah, I'm just reading about it. It sounds great. And so she's like excited to see it and I want to see it. And, you know, we'll, we'll see. She goes, well, I think it's streaming. I'm like, really? So I, I said, well, here's what you can do. You can, you can, you can go to your web browser and you can type in Kenneth Branagh Belfast streaming. And then, and then uh, it's like, no, it's in theaters only. I think, I think, and I can't remember when it opens probably no, I think around Thanksgiving and uh, she says no I, I think I think it's on PBS I'm like what no and then like I'm, I'm like looking and it's like no she was yeah and he just put out a documentary about Muhammad Ali I'm like that's Ken Burns Kenneth Burns yeah I think it's I think it's on the Grammys like the Emmys what so anyway, that was Mrs. Winger acting like a Kristen Wiig character. So anyway, Kenneth Branagh's Belfast will be coming to a theater near you if you feel like sitting in a theater this year. Um, and Ken Burns, Ali, uh, is uh, coming to PBS. You know, I missed, I, 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 I watched the first episode of Hemingway, Kenneth, now I'm doing it, Ken Burns, Hemingway. Um, and then, and then they tried to, and then they wanted to charge me for it after that, because I guess it's, it's not streaming for free now. What, what were you going to say? 
I was going to ask what other famous Kens or Kenneths are up to this this month. If we could talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so in Ken Burns Civil War, there's that um, there's that. Okay, so Shelby Foot is just the best. He's just the sort of Southern gentleman. What? You made a wince. I, I did because I think like a couple of years ago, uh, it came out that he's, you know, somebody found like some terrible things that he said or wrote at one point and he's been, he's been canceled at this point. So okay. he's also been, he's also been dead. Yeah, he's also been years. dead. So, I mean, he got canceled by Adamic sin. <laughs> so, so, so take that women's studies program at Kenyon college. Do your worst. <laughs> so, so he called up like the last living relative of uh, Nathan Bedford Forrest. And uh, he said that, and he was, he was talking and I mean, he was, you know, he's a historian and, and I get the impression that he was a relatively young man. I mean, of course, he's an old man. He's telling the story. And uh, something tells me that this last living relative of Nathan Bedford Forrest was an old, old lady. And uh, they were just, they were talking. He said, I, well, and, and so uh, Foote says that he believed that the Civil War created two legitimate American geniuses. Abraham Lincoln and your grandfather. Hmm. And there's a long pause. And she says, you know, we never have favored Mr. Lincoln in this household. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I've told this story before. I, I you know, like driving to uh, visit my mother-in-law in Tennessee, uh, where she retired, right? You're, you know, you're, you know, it's a, it's kind of, it's a long day in the saddle from here to where she lives. And there's a stretch between Memphis and Nashville and the hills roll and it's wooded and it really becomes beautiful countryside. Mm -hmm. And it's about that point that you see the Nathan Bedford Forest uh, State Park, mm -hmm. to which I think, oh, heck no, I will be powering through all the way through. <laughs> I will not be stopping here. And, uh, I, I, you know, I know it's funny, and I would never in a, in a hundred, you know, look, I, you know what, he, here, here's where I am about this, okay? I wouldn't cross the street to look at a statue of Nathan Bedford Forest, but neither would I pull one down. And I don't know if that makes me, are you, are you giving me some sort of visual cue? No, no I'm not, I'm not doing anything. Cause no. is that, is that an Allen wrench or a swizzle stick? Are you, are you nursing something? Are you, uh, it is an Allen wrench. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cause it kind of looked like one of those little brown straws you get in a drink in a mixed drink that maybe, you know, you nervously bent uh, a mixed drink yeah i know uh, i just saw on facebook that uh, a woman i used to work with um had her what has been her six-year anniversary she quit on september 23rd 2015 so good for you jen yeah keep it up keep up the good work whatever stupid facebook uh, did i say facebook you did I mean, Instagram by Facebook is what I meant. Okay. Yeah, totally different. <laughs> by the way, by the way, okay, so like the new Apple update is supposed to keep you, like, like you don't have to share as much information with, you know, the bad guy social networks, mm -hmm. which is fine, but apparently some info snuck out uh, because I have got an inordinate number of ads for dad bod t-shirts on um, my Instagram feed. <laughs> What's up with that? 
It's just like <laughs> uh, here's here's the thing. I think that they could just target any male on Instagram <laughs> in America, and uh, you know, not you. You look fantastic, man. You and Springsteen are just rocking those those six pack. Uh, no, no, no six packs here. Just, just, just. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Brian. Does using the term six pack uh, stumble you? It does. Yeah. Fuck it up. Suck it there's up, a, Buttercup. There's a, there's a, there's a great new IPA that's out that I'd really like to try, but uh, I gave that up a long time ago. Mm-hmm. What year for you? Uh, thir- uh, thirteen. 2013? 2013. Okay. Good for you. Um, yeah, well, you know, uh, I'm a month and a half away from 15 years. So uh, November? Yeah. I'm, I'm October. What is it about the fall? The fall. Isn't that funny? The fall. <laughs> How telling. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with me, it was circumstantial. It turned out that um, uh, I stopped on November 11th, which is Armistice Day. Kurt Vonnegut always called it Armistice Day. He never called it Veterans Day because he thought that the, celebrating the armistice, the end of World War One, on the 11th day of the 11th month at the 11th hour. They may make a big deal about all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that the, he, he said that the silence when the gun stopped uh, was the last time God spoke. This is according to the atheist Kurt Vonnegut, mm-hmm. who, you know, who, who is still, you know, like he, he was no Christopher Hitchens or Richard Dawkins, you know. I mean, he's, he was more like... Uh, George Will in being a amiable, low voltage atheist. Anyway, um, he he always thought Veterans Day just like uh, uh, glorified the uh, you you know, look, I mean, I'm sure they would grant that, you know, some soldiers were noble-minded fellows, but, um, you know, many I I don't want um, Vonnegut's, my understanding of Vonnegut's point of view to be necessarily taken as my own, but I think that he thinks that the motivations of many of the people who send young soldiers uh, into battle were less than noble. But anyway, he he always called it Armistice Day, and that happened, that that was just coincidental uh, to the day that I hung it up. Yeah, if uh, read the first twenty pages of uh, Slaughterhouse Five if you want a clear picture about how we felt about it. Uh, that was is that the one is it's the introduction where he like goes to his friend's house and he like maps it all out on the back of the wallpaper, mm-hmm. and uh, he said he didn't want to have it made into a movie that would be played by John Wayne or Frank Sinatra and glorify war. Yeah. Yeah. And his friend's wife and his friend's wife was really mad at him because she thought that it was going to be something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Monica didn't seem like a guy who would be too too upset if his friend's wife was mad at him. Mm-mm. No. Anyway, anyway, so um did you did you see Lincoln, uh the Steven Spielberg movie with it, uh yeah. it was good, right? Yeah, I thought it was really good. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis is, he's, he's a pretty good actor. I don't think he gets the recognition, recognition he deserves, but he's pretty good. Is that what that guy's name is? Because I, you know, I, I think a lot of people, you know, uh, Sally Field was great as Mrs. Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, and, and, and they didn't play her like she was <laughs> crazy lunatic like my mom. Uh, but, uh, um, you know, just a troubled woman. Yeah. Uh, what else? Um, did you did you ever read Doris Kearns Goodwin's book Team of Rivals? Yeah, no, me neither. Speaking of old books Good getting story, turned bro. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, I guess that wraps it up. Speaking of old, what? Speaking of old uh, books getting turned into uh, modern day TV shows and blockbusters, uh, I know that you're a big fan of science fiction. So Isaac Asimov's <laughs> The Foundation is uh, being released on Apple TV today. Apple TV Plus. Uh, with uh, Lane Price. Jared Harris. Jared Harris, the son of Richard Harris. Um, I don't know anything about it. I had a friend, a friend who we both know who loved Isaac Asimov and gave me a couple of Isaac Asimov books when I was like 13. Um, and, uh, but I think I maybe have read one ever. You know what? We got to have Tirza back on, uh, because she's actually read that stuff and she would have an appreciation. My friend Doug has read that too. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's two kinds of, there's like science fiction and then there's space opera and then there's, which is, um, so like, I mean, the people that are like really into science fiction are like into like science that's fictionalized. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, and, and I think, and they get into like, they, they love just like the weird, the weird nerdy stuff and i think i think more easily accepted and understood and so forth is just stuff like uh i don't know the star wars movies which i can hardly abide but i mean essentially it's like well it's a character study and it's uh you know it's about people and situations I and mean, it has happened to have you know spaceships instead of horses I mean, as you've pointed out many times, The Mandalorian is essentially a Western. Mm -hmm. It's like one of those TV shows from the 50s, like Rawhide or Have Gun Will Travel. I mean, there were more Western. I mean, like all these guys, like Jack Lord, who ended up being famous on uh, Hawaii Five O. Steve McQueen got his start um, on a, uh, a TV Western. There was Gunsmoke that was on for... That was like the record for like how long a TV show was on until something like The Simpsons came along. At this point, I think The Simpsons has been on TV longer than the Berlin Wall stood. Yeah, I think you're right. That's funny, you know. I was I was actually I was thinking about that. I, I've been okay. So I know I know you're curious. So I got my copy of Bloodlands Europe between. Hitler and Stalin by Timothy Snyder in the mail today. I'm so excited, Brian. Uh, uh, after, after, after delving into Anne Applebaum's excellent Iron, The Iron Curtain, I just can't get enough of man's inhumanity to man. And um, as you know, I've been to the, not the, I've been to Ukraine. I've stood in Kiev. And I remember at the time thinking that this was a plot of land that was contested by two of the worst monsters ever belched from the bowels of humanity, right? I mean, Hitler and the Nazis or Stalin and the communists, somebody was going to rule Ukraine and it one going to be the Ukrainians. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you could say the same thing for the, the, the Baltic states and Poland and, and on down south. And so um, I, heard, I heard about this book and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get into it. Well, excited is probably not the right word. Um, intellectually uh, 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 intrigued. Does that, does that make it sound too sexy? I thought you were going to go with uh, something else, so I'm glad that you went with intrigued. <laughs> well, now I'm kind of curious what you thought I was going to say. So, uh, It wouldn't make the podcast better. Curious is the word you were thinking of. Nope. Oh, no? 
No. I'm flattered and perhaps a little curious. I don't even know what that's from, but um, anyway. Um, so yeah, so anyway, so, um, and okay, so, so um, uh, Spielberg's Lincoln. Yeah, it's a pretty good show. Um, but I don't know, I, I, you know, sometimes Daniel Day-Lewis, I mean, he's just like so, so serious. God, lighten up a little, will ya? I mean, Meryl Streep, you know, he, when, when's Daniel Day-Lewis going to do something lighthearted like uh, Mamma Mia or Death Becomes Her? Yeah, I know it. Yeah, I mean, she, she did a great job going from Doubt, which was a serious movie, to uh, Devil Wears Prada. The devil playing uh, equally, equally in both films. <laughs> yeah, certainly. <laughs> you saw Doubt? I did. It's got, it's got, it's got PSH. What's that? Oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman. I believe it's pronounced Pahillip. <laughs> so, so, uh, yes, yes. I, uh, my, my dad watched that show. It's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, if you say so. What did I, what was I, I saw, oh, the young Philip Seymour Hoffman was in Son of a Woman. Really? Yeah, he, yeah, he played like one of the rich punks at Chris O'Donnell school. Um, he was, I think, I think he ratted. Whereas, um, what was in it? Um, Charlie! Is not a rat. <laughs> There's some comedian who who made the point that like at some point, uh, the greatest actor of his generation stopped being nuanced and just started like yelling his lines and going. There was a really great Twitter thread a few months ago about uh, actors who were in, who had really small parts in uh, an eighties, an eighties cop show, maybe that went on to be pretty big actors. And are you thinking of 21 jump street, which had both Johnny Depp and Dom DeLuise's son? That's it. Yeah, I think I think his name was Tom DeLuise. It it just so happened it, 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 his first name was the same as uh, Abraham Lincoln's father. That's how I remember. Yeah, yeah, that's how you remember it. <laughs> From now on, whenever I don't know somebody's name, I'm going to guess. Man, Tom DeLuise. Uh, <laughs> okay, so anyway, so you what what, what show was it? I, and now, oh man, this is this isn't great podcast stuff. I can't remember what it was. I keep thinking it was Hill Street Blues, but it wasn't Hill Street Blues. I, I have to. Uh, I don't think my parents ever missed an episode of Hill Street Blues, but I was really. Mm -hmm. That was you know, appointment. What, that was appointment TV for them. Uh, Tuesday nights on ABC. Could have been. As far as you know. Yeah. Okay, well then, Tuesday nights on ABC. Prove me wrong. Um, yeah, you know, I started watching. At, at some point, it was it was on. So like, I was working late. I don't remember if I was waiting tables or what, um, but I would like come in late, and it would be on like at eleven o'clock in reruns, maybe on Saturday nights. And I started watching it. Like they would make maybe play two episodes in a row. Mm -hmm. Started watching it, and I thought, "Wow, this is pretty good." And then, like, I started watching, watching it when it was because it, it was still on. So I'm watching like older ones, and then I'm watching, you know, started watching the new ones. Uh, I I can report to you that it's on Hulu. So is it? Yeah. So you could. I yeah. Oh, but didn't we didn't we say that you don't you don't subscribe to Hulu or you do? 
I do. Or, I mean, do you Permit. have a package with British Hulu? Hulu UK? <laughs> Huluck? <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't have that one. <laughs> Huluk. Anyway, um, yeah, Hill Street Blues is pretty good. I, I don't know. I mean, I think I think it, it, it was a reach sometimes, you know, but other times I thought it was really good. Yeah. I mean, I think it was good episodic, but what was I? You know, I mean, I mean, for my money, it's going to be hard. I mean, you know, you know, people can disagree. Uh, some people say The Sopranos. I, you know, I don't really know that. I, I, I never watched The Wire. Some people think it's that. Some people think it's Breaking Bad. I never saw that either. Um, but. You know, I mean, Mad Men is is just awfully good over its entire run. As much as I like Justified, um, you know, there were some clunkers. And there were certainly, I mean, some clunker subplots, you know. But, I mean, just Timothy Oliphant is just so winning as, as Raylan Givens. And I think, you know, who is that? I was talking to somebody at work, and they, they thought uh, – his name walton goggins is boyd crowder was just awfully good yeah yeah <laughs> it's just yeah it's rough and some of that was just rough anyway anyway um you you started watching something that was really bad uh recently did I? Infinite. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Is that I a movie? Is that is is it is it a movie or is it a? Yeah, it's a movie. It, it, it was a movie that didn't get a theatrical release because of uh, the COVID lockdown. So uh, Paramount Plus put it out. It's a it, it's a Paramount release, and you know, they put it out on their streaming service and. It was directed by Antoine Fuqua. Training who, Day. Yes, who who gained acclaim in Training Day. I, I think I, I think I told you. I, I mean, it's been many years ago. I've seen Training Day once. It was it was on it was on Fox or FX, like probably like 15 years ago, and uh, it was supposed to be edited for television. And I couldn't tell you what they edited because that movie was rough. <laughs> that poor Ethan Hawke, he had a bad first day on the job. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, couldn't Denzel, go worse. Couldn't man, go worse. Denzel's. Man, that guy's such a great actor. You know? He is a good actor. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Antoine he, Fuqua did some other movies that I thought uh, he, he did something that I kind of liked and then some things that I just thought were terrible. I did see the remake of The Magnificent Seven against my better judgment. And it turns out my better judgment was right. Uh, it was it was terrible. And you should only ever watch the first Magnificent Seven or, or if you must, The Seven Samurai from which um, the Americans stole it. Akira Kurosawa's one of his masterpieces so um let's see what uh I, I, Antoine Fuqua did did some other things I, I I just looked at it last night anyway so so there's uh there's Mark Wahlberg who is starting to look his age okay like in his face you can see that he's like 50 okay mm -hmm. but he's still like super pumped up so they there are all sorts of scenes to contrive to have him in a um a, a ribbed white cotton uh tank t-shirt what do you call those again what do you call those that's what i call them yeah okay uh, so, white white tank top okay so and and he just you know what it reminded me of seeing a like a like a 
a poorly drawn comic book where like you have like a normal head and then the, like the artist gets away from himself <laughs> and like his body's like like the, the anatomy is like all exaggerated mm -hmm. that's kind of what mark Wal Wahlberg looks like to me now i mean he's he, he's he's looking his age he's obviously still still pumped up but he's a little too pumped up he probably ought to drop a couple pounds unless he's just gotta keep his weight up for some stupid thing so anyway so there was that and then uh the antagonist is chewetel elgiafor how do you pronounce that i think you nailed it <laughs> who i really like but yeah he was, yeah but he he was doing some sort of weird accent and it wasn't very good and so the whole thing, the whole premise was there's like 500 people who remember, okay, so in this universe, there's reincarnation. So there's like 500 people who remember past their own past lives. All right. So what, do you, what, what do you mean in this universe, Jeff? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've already told you, I already told you what I thought about, you know, I, I think that was the last time. So, um, it turns out I'm not the only person with that. I was listening to another podcast and Jonah Goldberg said that he made that point. I mean, we, we I've been saying this for years um, and maybe Goldberg has too. I don't know, but uh, um, what, did, what did he say? So nobody was, you can't find anybody who in a past life was assistant piss boy in the stables. Right. Yeah. Anyway, um, so so they remember everything. It, it it reminded me a lot, like like they were trying to be like a Christopher Nolan movie, like it, like they were trying to be Inception, where like you didn't really know what was going on that you're trying to go with. I mean, because Inception's crazy. The whole thing about like it, the whole meta structure of like dream within a dream within a dream and. The tokens keep spinning and that tells you if you're awake or not and i mean okay so i mean it's all like from christopher nolan and his brother's imagination and so they do this whole okay all right well whatever i'm i'm, I'm down you know mm -hmm. um but then but then uh it got it got weird uh well Okay, so Inception is like zone kind of weird, but at least it was like kind of a good movie. And this one, I mean, it was like, it was like a not good James Bond movie, though there was like the bad guys, girl, tough, tough guy, you know, like her, the tail kicking femme fatale. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She was great. They ought to snatch her up for a, a, a Bond movie. Who was it? I don't know, some chick. Um, Should I look this up? Yeah, if you want. Uh, okay. Her, I, I looked it up last night, and, and she's not. Um, maybe she plays. Who plays? You, you have HBO Max. Um, what's the deal with Catwoman? What do you mean? What is the deal? What is? No, Batwoman. Is is there a show Batwoman? There's a Supergirl. No, this is like, it's not Batgirl, it's Batwoman. And I think it's supposed to be edgy. Maybe she's she's gay. Didn't see it. Bat, bat person? Bat person with a cervix? Bat person with a uterus? Don't know. It's not ringing any bells. Estrogen not rich bat person? I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, um, she might be that. Um, but she was like a killer icy blonde who I actually thought was kind of better than whoever played the lead uh, chick um, opposite uh, Mark Wahlberg. So it had like aspects of like stealing from, uh, I thought, Inception, uh, I was looking at the Wikipedia article and believe me, I didn't, I had no intention of doing a deep dive in infinite, which was just, I mean, again, 
not a good movie. Don't waste your one hour and 45 minutes on it. So I think it speaks to how tired I was last night. I was mm. just happy to be in the same room with my wife. Uh, I had a, I had a meeting and it got canceled and I didn't wanted to uh, do that meeting, but, um, uh, didn't work out. And so I did get dinner with my wife and that was pretty great. Good. We had shawarma. You know what I had? You know what I had when I came home from work today? If you're thinking shawarma leftovers, you're right. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Take it easy. You know who's buried in Grant's tomb? Grant, what is wrong with you? Why are you expecting me to say something awful? Why? I'm not. Why would you expect that? Okay. So this person's name is Wallace Day. Um, She is also in Batwoman. Apparently, it's a TV show. Um, And uh, she was in The Royals. I don't know anything about that. It sounds British. You you should know more about it than I do. Why don't you go ask your your wife? Okay. Wait. No, I'm sorry. I was thinking of The Crown. Yeah. So this Twitter thread is from... Miami Vice. Oh, that show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it starts off. It's Bruce Willis had a bit part in it. And then a few months later, he shows up in Moonlighting, which had a pretty good run with Sybil Shepard. Yeah. Put him on the map. Then uh, Julia Roberts makes an appearance in no Miami kidding. Vice. Okay. Chris Rock in Miami Vice. Okay. Ben Stiller plays a small-time con man named Fast Eddie Felcher in nice. Miami. Yeah. Don't don't hurt yourself stealing from uh, Walter Tevis and uh, the Hustler. Uh, Steve Buscemi, uh, Benicio del Toro, Vigo Mortensen, uh, uh, Liam Neeson, Michael Richards, the guy who played Kramer. Yeah, I know. I know who he is. Uh, comedian he you know with that on that seinfeld show <laughs> stanley tucci no kidding probably help stanley tucci probably had hair bruce uh, Willis not much probably had hair. uh yeah uh helena bonham carter played a, an er doc how'd they get her that, to keep her clothes on <laughs> uh lawrence fishburne and uh, John Turturro, it's, it's, it's just kind of interesting to see all these. Uh... How, long was, how long was Miami Vice? I, I, I will tell you, I watched half of one episode. I was so not into TV in the 80s. Uh, it would have been from like 80. Five, five, five seasons. From when to when? I'm guessing 80, 84 to 89? Uh, I think you're right. I'm savant-like sometimes. 80, September 16th, 1984. Yep, to 89. So the thing about Miami Vice is it was from the director, Michael Mann. Did you know really? that? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, who, who, who did Heat and a, a lot of other things. He did uh, the first adaptation of, uh, what's his name? Robert Harris, is it Robert Harris who wrote um, Silence of the Lambs? Um, yeah. He, he did um, uh, Michael, is it Michael Mann? Do I have that right? Or is it Tom? It's Tom Mann. No, it's Michael Mann. And so he did Miami Vice and he did Heat, which was the first time Pacino and De Niro were on the screen together. Mm-hmm. Um, Val Kilmer had a ponytail in that movie. He did. That's correct. 
and Ashley Judd was, oh, who else? Did you know Natalie Portman played the um, um, troubled teenage daughter of Al Pacino's girlfriend in that? Mm -hmm. The young Natalie Portman. Tom Sizemore is in that? Yeah, yeah. Some people really like Tom Sizemore. Um, he seems like a troubled guy. I don't, I don't really know that Tom Sizemore. Also, I tend to confuse him with Michael Madsen. Uh, yeah, you can see that. Yeah, I, I don't really. It's kind of like get, Dirt, Dylan McDermott, Dermot Mulroney thing. I, I, I'm not sure I could tell the two of them apart. Not quite as close, but I think that they probably know the same people, if you know what I mean. <laughs> like, like Hollywood doctors? Hollywood doctors or, you know, you need a little pick-me-up. You see the same guy. Yeah, okay. Um, what was... Uh... Uh, Michael Mann, executive producer on Ford versus Ferrari. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh, good for him. Um, but, um, but that was, that was all that, that, what was, who was the director of Ford versus Ferrari? James Mangold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Or Tom Mangold. <laughs> all right. Well, I didn't even, oh crap, we were going to talk business today. We we're going to talk about supply chain. Oh, oh. you know, because there are just all these people waiting from the last one. And they're saying like, winger. Broken promises. Broken promises. Tell, yeah, tell us. Yeah, just more of your darn lies. More of your despicable lies. When will it stop? When will it stop? Sarah was out today and had to return a few items at a couple of different stores. And uh, several she people told the manager because I bet you she could. No, she did not. Uh, it, went, it went smooth smoothly. She, uh, several of the people at the stores told her that uh, to start her gift giving season early, her shopping for that early because uh, they are anticipating major major supply chain issues with the seriously mm -hmm. all right so that sounds like that sounds like big commerce to me trying to get uh uh you know get some bump know, up numbers I, early no, in Q4. i don't i don't think they're gonna try to like i mean i mean sure they'll they'll screw the 500 people in any given town that gets this year's tickle me elmo doll but that's not I mean, it really is supply chain, but we don't have yeah. time to get into that now. I got to look after the family farm before I think about that. Are we, are we, are we talking supply chain or blockchain? Supply chain. I don't know anything about, I don't know nothing about no blockchain. I don't either. Isn't that uh -huh. where you get into the NPRs? That is, that's exactly it. You, you know more than I do. <laughs> oh, for heaven's sake. You need to brush up. You know, we've been wasting all this time with stupid and infinite, infinite, infinite to infinite and beyond. Did you did you see that there was another kind of uh, Inception knockoff uh, called uh, uh, Reminiscence with uh, Hugh Jackman? Is that and, what that uh, is? Yeah, uh, I haven't seen it. A friend, a friend of mine, and a friend of the Managing Expectations podcast, Darren, he saw it and he said it was awful which is too bad because it has uh, Rebecca Ferguson in it and uh, Hugh Jackman and a couple other kind of interesting people. So Okay, and Rebecca Ferguson is one of those interesting young British actresses. What she else was, has she been in? She was in the last two, uh, last, last two Mission Impossible movies. Uh, all those chicks, the, the chicks in the, I, well, okay. And, and so she's an interesting young British actress, right? Yeah. All right. So I, look, I, if I wanted any sass, I'd take your mom's shoes. <laughs> Wait, sass didn't make mules. 
Your mom always only wore mules. Okay. For those, <laughs> it's not like I have an inordinate. I, I mean, I just happen to know about my friends' mom's shoes. I mean, is there something weird about that? I don't. I what, don't see. What my one of the funniest things that my dad ever said that I still think about frequently is that when you know, from time to time as guys, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll forget to zip up our, our fly. And uh, from time, and we appreciate it when somebody says, Hey, yeah, zip it up. And he would say, thank you for noticing. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. Thanks for noticing. Thank you for your interest. That'd be a nice way to go. <laughs> That'd be, uh, that's classy. <laughs> I appreciate your interest. <laughs> Thank you for taking an interest. <laughs> okay, well, we can workshop that. Yeah. But uh, for now, uh, we are going to have to um, return to, um, I don't know, the diminishing American middle class and the, um, um, you know, the industrial base and so forth. I don't know. I, you, you know what? Um, working in a factory never felt, sounded good to me, but every factory I've toured has been clean and well lit. And, uh, and that would, uh, that's everything from the Coors Brewery to uh, in Golden, Colorado, to the Harley Davidson uh, factory uh, outside of Kansas City, Missouri. I don't know, something cool about helping build something uh, as yeah. opposed to, you know, just selling disposable crap, you know? So, I don't know. Um, I took a tour. I took a tour of a stainless steel, stainless steel wire factory where they make uh, braided cable for uh, um, airline cables, um, air aircraft cables, I should say. Um, Is stainless a good conductor? No, uh, no. It was uh, you know to uh, raise and lower different things. Oh. Oh, okay. So, so like not, you need really, really high tensile strength. Of course. Uh, cable that's somewhat flexible to, uh, you know, move things around. Aha. Um, uh -huh. So it wasn't, I, I'm sorry, given your background, I thought that you were looking at. Uh, no, no. This is when I, this is when I worked for the telecommunications company and we bought, you know, thousands, millions of feet of, of a product that was used in, in telecommunications and in, in, uh, line hardware. Okay. And, and uh, it, uh, it was a really cool place. They would take, you know, stainless steel rod and they would pass it through these big like furnaces to uh, just kind of stretch it down and stretch it down and thin it out and get it to the thickness that they needed for whatever. Then they braid it and wind it together. It was, it was pretty cool. Um, but miles and miles of this stainless steel rod that they uh, manufactured down was cool. Like that something, yeah. Yeah. Been to a pa paper factory in Finland. I've heard paper factories got a bad smell. Is that true? It's a unique smell. You know what though? Uh, my buddy Brooke and I still talk about the guys at the bleach factory. Now that's a gig you would not want to have. Uh, those guys, um, when we. Brooke and I were both driving a truck for a supply company and we would have to have to go pick up bleach once in a while. And, um, yeah, those guys, those guys seemed like they were cooked, you know, and, and that is heartbreaking. So, uh, okay. Well, anyway, let's leave it there for today. Huh? Yep. And, um, we got lots of interesting stuff. Those of you who have been looking for us on Spotify, we're sorry about that, but we will be returning to Spotify soon. Watch out, Chris Levine. We're coming for you, buddy. Uh, we do want you to remember 
um, uh, Chris Levine's Refresher Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. He's just been on a tear lately. He's got so many more listeners than us. It's just, it's not, I mean, he's not even trying. He's just, he's just a great guy. He's just a great guy. And just people has flocked to him. And I'm just crabby, angry guy. You know, I don't even know why you're friends with me. But anyway, Chris Levine's doing great on Spotify. You can check him out. Ray Barber has got uh, All in a Dream comics and books in the great city of Denver, Colorado. Give Ray a call at 303-333-8616. I hear word on the street as he's working on a web page. Watch out. Watch out. What? Allinadream.us. It's not there yet, but... Maybe soon. Maybe soon. Maybe soon. We'll bet. We'll bet. And then, uh, let's see. Oh, and I don't know. If you want a mask, mrswinger.com. Awesome. That's it. You got anything else? Nope. It's been good to uh, be with you and chop it up a little bit today. Chop it up a little bit. So what did we talk about? We talked about some Abe Lincoln. Yep. Talked about uh, some Ken Burns. Talked about some infinite 80s TV. What's the chick's name? Wallace. What? Wallace. Wallace day and the nights. Wallace, Wallace and Gromit. Wallace Simpson. <laughs> William Wallace. It's like, it's W A L L I S. So it it's some sort of it's it, so it's like an even weirder British spelling, of course. Keep Wallace up. Wallace what? Day. W Wallace Day. See? Wallace Day in the Nights. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And do you do you have are you are you on the infinite webpage? I am, yep. Uh, and how would you pronounce the name of the uh, actor who was opposite uh, Mark Wahlberg. Chiwetel Ejiofor. Chiwetel Ejiofor, which is what I said. Chiwet is it Chiwetel? I don't know, dude. No, I would totally go with your pronunciation. Ask your daughter and come back and tell us the right one next week. I think we found a transformer. That's my, that's my Mark Wahlberg. He was playing like a Nebraska farmer or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah all right. Exactly. Would, you, would you rather, would you rather sit through all the Transformers movies or all the Fast and Furious movies? <sighs> okay. On the line. They're, there's nine, there's literally nine Fast and Furious movies. Well, aren't there nine Transformers movies? They're, pro they're probably, I don't know. Uh, if, there, if there aren't, then you at the end, you just have to watch a corresponding number of okay. Michael Bay Lewis um, um, movies to, to, to get to nine. So Pearl, go Pearl Harbor, I, I, Armageddon. Stop, stop, stop. You're making this so much worse. <laughs> Fast I'm making it worse. I'm making it worse. No, no, Michael Bay made it worse. Roger Ebert's the best thing he ever said about the Transformer movies. It was like somebody threw a whole bunch of metal into a clothes dryer for two and a half hours. <laughs> I really, I really had some high hopes for the first one. Do you know? Oh, it, that had uh, Shia LaBeouf. It did. That guy. He's crazy and not in a good way. I mean, not even like the interesting, scary way like uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. I mean, he's just, he just looks like a dirtbag. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I got to go with the Fast and Furious. Ah, but you know what? What was the name? What's the name of the chick? Oh, uh, Megan Fox. 
she's crazy. Yeah, but she's a good crazy. Big Daddy's got to type, you know. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So thanks for listening in to Managing Expectations, the podcast, the Managing Expectations podcast. Um, until next time, uh, for Brian Grimm, I'm Jeff Winger. Peace and love. Peace and love.